one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Alliance supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. A grain of rice, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hi folks, uh, how y'all doing? 10th of May, you're very welcome along uh, to the Irish Examiner Hurling Show uh, in conjunction with the medallions. Uh, great to have them on board. We're no longer the whipping boys of Munster, Mark. <laughs> don't answer that, Lenders. Just don't answer, right? Oh, don't answer. I, that, was, I, that was some stuff for a fella that got bit by Antrim over the weekend. Oh, say nothing now. Say we talk about it in a while. We talk about it. Delighted, delighted to be joined by Ben Hinch's finest uh, All-Ireland winner, All-Star, done it all. We're talking to him yesterday evening as well. We're talking every day of the week now. Shane McGrath, how are you? Hello, how's things? Uh, Cheers, not so bad, uh, I said I'd uh, do a job like you. Like I said, I'd beat the cues there. So uh, I know people are taking appointments this morning, but I just said I'd beat the queue and I shaved my own hair about three weeks ago. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, <laughs> job think, I, think it's, I think it's so yeah, we'll go the old DIY I told I was looking old. Like, the greys were coming in a bit more when it's a bit longer. So I said I just, I said I cut both and just and, ju- and, ju- and just go for it now. And now, and now, Flynn Clarkson said to me there a few years back, when it starts to go, cut it, cut it off. He says when it starts to go, like, do you know. So I, I stuck with that there for about the last two years. That could be that could be said for maybe relationships and lots of things in life too, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. Get her, get her. <laughs> Come here, uh, Morty Brown's is reopening. Dirty dig straight away now for me. Get a, pl- a plug straight away. Is <laughs> reopening on the 7th of June there, outdoor. Uh, so will I book you in, Belna Hinch? Oh, God, book us in. I'll tell you, Dale, the boys are still talking about it. And, and any day you can get, any day you get Anthony Daly singing Sleeve the Man or the Galaxy Mountain Boy, is, is, is a good, you, know, you know it's a sign of a good oh, day. Like, no, no, no. I have video evidence to say I didn't get involved in Sleeve the Man. The Galty Mountain Boy being one of my favourite rebel songs, I kind of did get involved, I have to say. Uh, you, you, you gave it socks that day, I tell you. Book us in for the long weekend too. If you, can. <laughs> you don't mind if you're outdoor, indoor, whatever. 
and, and anywhere at all, Dale. Anywhere at all. That's the stuff. That's the stuff. So, um, obviously, we have Mark and we have TJ as well. TJ was closing a major business deal there this morning, so we're a small bit later recording, but we didn't mind that. Once the, once the, the deals are done here, lads, that's, that's crucial. TJ, how are things? Did you, not, did you enjoy the golf yesterday, TJ? I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I was just come back. I had my hair appointment. I'm a little bit different yourselves for Wednesday morning at 11.30. So, I'm probably of the philosophy I prefer to be looking at it, Dale, than looking for it. <laughs> this is going to be no mercy today. I've been feeling there's going to be no mercy today. I need Ken Hogan. I need Ken Hogan or someone today to give me a break. Like oh, Derek, Larry, Derek Larry, Yeah, can you ring Derek? Derek, ring Ken Hogan. I need. Some, I need someone handier here. These three. These three are going to screw us over. Lads, um, we're back. It was great to be back. We were waiting, uh, and then maybe it was a bit of an anticlimax. But I thought no. I, I really enjoyed. Yesterday's game, I have to say, in terms of the open first touch hurling and and the scores and the six goals and and whatever else you have, um, I wasn't there. Obviously, I was there Saturday night. But Shane, you were there. Um, you watched the other ones, I presume. Um, yeah, it it was it was good open stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, like the, the down down party for you yesterday. It was Dale, or like I suppose. The pitch was unbelievable, but sure, if you want to be unbelievable, there's nothing else going on down there, like you know. So if it wasn't, if, if pitches aren't looking right yesterday, you seriously have to question your groundsmen or your ground staff. In, in the name of Jesus, he doing for the last six months, but no, it was like you know. I suppose I know he, I know he talked about he talked about Ozzy a good bit as well, and, and you know he, I thought he answered a lot of maybe so-called critics last year, but he was just he really stroked from now yesterday, first game back. He's he he, he looked like a fella who. He put in a lot of work um, over the last few months, and he scored five points from play. But he was involved in loads of stuff. I, you probably seen the two sidelines, then, did you? Like, I mean, they were it was just, you know, I don't know, it was like Eric Hanton and stuff. Like, it was just magic. Unbelievable. Like, just across, across Unbelievable. The field, straight, straight into the hand. Even your man Shane McNulty got one. I'd say he didn't know what to do. He was so far yeah. up the field, and he got a nosebleed. Yeah. He didn't know where to go for a point or not. He stuck it over, but you know, Bennett was brilliant as well, one twelve. But I suppose the thing, the killing thing for Watford for me, lads, was. The two boys scored 117 between them. Kieran Bennett popped up with three points from wing back. They just didn't really get anything from the rest of them. And um, I think that's what kind of cost them in the end because, like, I was even looking at it, like, in, even in the last quarter, and, you know, Cork to Cork boys scored 3 4. But Watford scored 1 9, like, you know, so, yeah. you know, Watford were always in it. Like, I thought when Shane, seeing Shane Kingston coming on, and, like, Mark, you'd obviously know him, know him fairly well, and, you know, Kieran as well, but. He's in some shape. I think he's actually maybe got stronger and maybe even faster. I know that's maybe ridiculous to say someone in their mid-twenties. But he came on yesterday. Uh, Collins poked the ball down him straight away. He won it. He went down along the sideline. He won it free. But you see that this, like, you can see that he was intent of, he was going to cause damage. And for me, he was the difference. Like, he scored the goal. He got the, he got a bit of a, got a bit of a flake off Caelan Lines now, right, for the second one. But he, he caused, he caused serious trouble, so... Cork boys, they, they look good, and I tell you, I, I, I would be critical of them, Mark, but I tell you, it's, it's the hardest I've seen a Cork team working in a long time getting stuck in, and Tim O'Mahony, boy, he got fair stuck in there for, for, for a lot of the game, and it was great for you to see. I think it's great confidence coming to Torles um, next week. Mark, are you back? Yeah, it's, um, it's, I wouldn't say we're back, no, but um, we are, I suppose we have a little bit of an extra pep on our step, uh, but we've been here before, and I think Dara Fitzgibbon nailed it straight afterwards when he used the word consistency and that's the word we have been using and the part I last year is the Cork's lack of consistency is what makes them so frustrating from a supporter's point of view or from a pundit's point of view 
that you just don't know which Cork team are going to turn up. So, so there was an awful lot of questions um, answered yesterday, but it's still very early, Dalo, because uh, one one swallow doesn't make a summer. And um, I suppose like Kieran Kingston made big decisions um, in his second year in charge. And this is something I said to you last year that I felt he should have made him last year because he was given a three-year stint. And I think he could. He was given the opportunity with the likes of, I suppose, Nash and Steve McDonald, Joyce, Aidan Walsh, Conor Lahan. Um, th- those lads are no longer involved in the panel this year. And I felt that they possibly could have went last year when he started because he has a lovely bunch of lads coming through. And the major thing I saw from yesterday's game was that Mark Coleman at six, um, that if it's given in the middle of the field, uh, Shane, Shane Kings actually, when he came on, I thought... Possibly, it, it, it is difficult when you're a, when you're a dad and your son is, is on the team and whether you start them. And I said, Keanu's a kind of a fellow that he mightn't give Shane the, the hop of the ball in a 50-50, but there's no question about that Shane Kingston will be the playing centre forward or, or you know, maybe being the full forward like come the day of championship. I think against Limerick, but I think we've new leaders emerging. Anthony is is what I'm really going to say to you, and I and I would include Patrick Collins in that, uh, even though it was his kind of. I won't say it was his first start because he has played a number of league matches in the past with Cork and Cork have always played well. But Patrick is around the panel for the last five or six years and he just needed to get a break. And when Anthony was there, and he was a very good keeper. It was very hard to get a break from the selectors to actually say, we're going to go head to head now with Nash and Patrick Collins. I think Collins is a very, very good keeper. And I think the defence play for him. But yesterday, the defence I thought as a whole played better than I've seen in a long, long time. And, you know... I know they, they conceded a lot of points, but there was no real goal-scoring threat. And the, the goal came at the last. I was disappointed in one respect that we did concede a goal, but they, you know that's that's no harm as well. Um, but overall, Cork will be thrilled at him coming away from yesterday's game. And 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 Ali, the fact that Patrick Hogan probably had three goal chances himself yesterday and he didn't convert any of them. Yeah, he he, he walked very hard, didn't he? Like see, he was he's he's you Shane alluded to what, there. What, Shane, can I just ask you one thing about on the overall thing? I thought Ozzy was excellent and it's a great point. He didn't really play as a 14. I know, is, is there no. anyone playing as a 14 anymore? But he didn't really take on Cahillan at the edge of the square at any stage, did he? No, he didn't know. And it's interesting, Dale, I suppose, even if you look at um, Jack O'Connor's goal, it was Ozzy actually, the ball popped out of his hand twice. It was like he had maybe a bar of soap or something. But it was grease, you know, at that stage, to be fair to him. And, even if you look at some of the goalies, puck outs where they hit space, the ball just skidded off the surface and went straight out over the line. But like he did, I think they kind of gave him a free enough Roman and roll there yesterday. I think he could go, go where he wanted. And I think Bennett finishing up the same. Um, you could even see the few scores he got. He was back around his own midfield, maybe back towards his own 65. So Ozzy kind of got, got a free Roman and roll. But um, he, he got on, he got on the world of ball for them. And, and what I really liked about him was. He, he did the right thing with the ball, in fairness to him, more, more often than not. The, the points he got, he, you know, he was right to take them on. But, I mean, he, he was throwing the ball around. And he wasn't, there wasn't too many over-the-shoulder over shots from Ozzy yesterday. And I think that, that he learned a lot from, especially last year with Liam Cattle and Beavens coming in, that, about this team ethos, and it's not about the one player. And, you know, the Waterford lads are, you know, we've all played against them, lads, I suppose. And there used to be an era there where they, they might shoot from everywhere. And when they were going over, they were brilliant. But I suppose now we're in a we're in a game where possession is is vital. Like, and you, you don't maybe see any more of these out by the sideline over the sh- shot over the shoulder wonder shots. You know, like from as we used to see. So I thought he I thought he I thought he was very impressive yesterday. I covered a lot of ground from him. You know, will yeah. will they maybe look at him and giving him that free roam and roll again? You wouldn't know because 
he can score from distance too. Like we've all seen that. Like. Yeah, but you you mentioned Tim O'Mahony yesterday, Shane as well. Like on, on that particular goal that Jack O'Connor got, I thought it was Tim O'Mahony actually dispossessed Ozzy. He gave him a right welt yeah. as he was coming over oh, the geez, ball. And I think he, did, he dropped yeah. it, and he and Tim O'Mahony went back for the second time for the after. He, he did, yeah. And like that was thirty yards from the the cock forward, and. and it was a feature of yesterday's play that Tim O'Mahony reminded me a little bit like Dennis Irwin back in the day, Dale, you know, when the great Manchester United team was attacking from the back line and uh, right. creating opportunities and scoring himself. So, um, Shane, I saw a lot of, Shane, um, where was yeah. Tim O'Mahony playing? Yeah, cut that off, TJ. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> uh, wing back, wing back, TJ. Wing and back. Like he, but, he, but he is like no more so than Kieran Bennett, the other side. Kieran Bennett has number seven on his back. But the two of them had a license to go forward. And even in the first half there, do you remember, lads, um, Tim O'Mahony, he had the world space. Now, he was literally 40, 50 yards on his own underneath the, the stand. I'm not sure the name of the stand where the media are, but uh, underneath those... South um, stand. Liam Cal, the South stand, and uh, looking over... They're, they're waiting for a big sponsor to, to come in. They're waiting for a big sponsor to come in before <laughs> they name them. They're on the way, Dale. I tell him, sports direct must be absolutely thrilled with just the staff off. Oh, yeah, you've got things happen. Tim O'Mahony had to run a party creeve there for, for, for that goal chance for Hoggy in the first half. And Cahill went over, called um, called Jack Fagan and said, you're not letting him go on his own again because Tim O'Mahony, lads, you know yourselves, he hurled in the forwards, Mary I, he, he did a lot of hurling and sore lads with, with Newtown up, up, up around full forward there. I seen him one day with half a hamstring getting man of the match nearly. So he was he's very comfortable up around there as well, but... Look, I was very impressed with him yesterday. There was there was a fair bit of biting him now in in that kind of thirty second spell too, Mark. He was borderline. Mm. He was nearly tick like you know, and he could have gone too far, but you know, worked out fine. And in fairness, another guy I really liked for yesterday for his work rate because he's a great stick man. Is is Luke Mead? He worked fair hard, and he yeah. got that flick in for Jack O'Connor as well. So look, maybe maybe sure. we're seeing a new cart group. Maybe we're saying look, we got to work hard first, and then geez, look, there's no question about their ability to use the ball. It's, unbelievable that the stick passes i always say like if you if you have to play a cork and a fail in a gale skills competition cork could win it every year because yeah. they've been some of the best sticks men around it yeah and like darif has given was on fire in the middle of the field like wasn't he, he was just he, he was he's just covering every bl- i mean himself and callum lines was an awful battle and if callum lines had got the scores like he got him last year both in the league mm. and the championship you'd be maybe talking about him but poor old callum misses the goal chance well to the half chance but by last year's standards, he'd nailed it, and then he missed a couple of handy points, and then he he gets the red card. Like it was kind of a nightmare day for him. So one of those days. But they were both they were they were both going forward, Dale. Just from being there yeah. yesterday, Callum Lyons was going forward as much as Darth Fitzgibbon, but Darth Fitzgibbon just knew how to play in midfield a bit better than Callum Lyons did yesterday. And like we all know, Darth Fitzgibbon, like we we, we played Charleville a couple of years ago in a challenge with the club. I thought it was madness anyway because I think they won the All Ireland Interme- uh, got an intermediate point last year. When Darrell Fitzgibbon scored a ninth point off me from the field, I, I just had to, I had to give him a bit of a flake myself and say, "Will you leave it off?" He does box it off really well. Dello, um, for me, yes, before we talk about Cork, right? Because it seems to be all Cork this morning, doesn't it? If, look at it; it's been a team since about since about five o'clock yesterday evening. TJ, it's all Cork. There's, all there's Cork. a Corkness back in the country. So the media, and <laughs> Sunday sport last night, like. I, yeah. by next Saturday at about 7 or 8 o'clock it will be all doom and gloom again like, you know? <laughs> yeah. last okay. night Dylan, there was two programmes on last night at 9.30 right? one on RT1 and one on RT2 right? one of them was about hurling and the other one was called Holy Fuck right? and as far as I'm concerned <laughs> uh, 
be. As far as I as far as I'm concerned, I think Hurland is heading this mob that way, right? We had refereeing differently from one gate one day to the next. We had rule changes midweek, the week before the first round of the league, or was it maybe even 24 hours or 48 hours? Mayor Forna is in, Mayor Forna is out. The advantage rule, I don't understand what the theory behind it is. And the last thing for me, the punter sitting at home is, and that's why I asked about Tim O'Mahony, you're making assumptions as to the way teams are playing. We're making assumptions as to where a fella is playing. And we're getting no help from you guys, Dalo, in the media telling us this is the formation, this is the way teams are set up. I don't have a problem with teams taking sharp puck outs. I don't have a problem with the way tactically the way teams set up. But it would be good for the TV stations now, maybe during the water break, to at least show us this is what we're doing. Because it's frustrating from being at home. And that's why Saturday night, Sunday, we're kind of watching these games without the fans, without the atmosphere. Jesus, I thought it was hard viewing. I know it's the first round of the league. It's not the players' fault. Um, like this, they, they don't, they're going to improve and to go to Cork. They're going to improve probably next week and the week after. It does take time to stamp a game plan like, right, for what they've done in training. I was very impressed. Like, talk about Tim O'Mahony for the first goal, Shane, right? Like, before, that might have been a ball lumped forward. If you go back to Cork last year, they made a hero to Tyg de Bourke and Mark the, the, in, the, in the championship by just hitting ball aimlessly, right? You could clearly see there's something about them, right? Yeah, it comes, as Delo said this morning, with an exclamation mark about the way they finished. And, you know, one stage one for 11 points down. And then they brought it back to four back with to four, four to play. Four or four to yeah. play, which is what you want in a team. And even at that time, right, you were kind of saying, Jesus, if, if they bring this back to three, it could get... Yeah, it, it, was limited, right? it was 2018 all over again, TJ. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. a long ball dumped, dumped down the field by Patrick Collins and broke to Shane Kingston. And he got in for yeah. the goal. Caught yeah. And, and my last win for the morning, Delo, is right. I think... You see Pogba yesterday in making a making no. a penalty, make, make, make a manufacturer penalty again for United, right? That they get soft ones, right? I think we're oh, heading into we're heading we're heading into a period of manufactured freeze chain, right? Uh, over the weekend, there was a huge amount of players who just go to tackle a fellow with maybe your hand in, and I know this comes back to coaching with a hand in over the opposition hand, right? When you have the ball, you wrap the hand and they're getting the free every single time. So it was a little bit frustrating to watch, Mark, wasn't it? Sure, I, I brought that up with Fergal Hogg and the last time we were on, the, the, the four was throwing the, the hand in all the time. And his response was, Jason, you think that we're around long enough, we know exactly when freeze are freeze and they're not freeze. And I, I would agree with you. There was a good few manufactured freeze yesterday, particularly in the cop game, I would have to say. Now, I suppose if you're getting them, you don't mind, but... I, I, I thought, you know, some of the refereeing decisions leave a lot to be desired, but the, I suppose the big one over the, the weekend, TJ, is going to be the, uh, the advantage rule. I mean, that was working perfectly up to yesterday that when a player breaks a tackle who has been fouled yes. and we are allowing the, the, the player to develop, the rules committee have now made a decision to say that the advantage is the free, which I is not what an advantage rule is at all. Like, But, I, I but what's madness, more disappointing yeah. is that... Is that the referees weren't even consulted about it. And I don't think that the likes of Dickie Murphy or Willie Barrett are actually on that committee. No, it was, so it Matt, was actually this, brought Matt, to... this, this was brought in the Congress. It's in for the year, regardless of how much people give out about it. Basically. I know, I know. Well, I think but, we're, but we're Shane, trying to suss that, that all morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I think, Shane, that can be reversed because Anthony Nash... Remember when Anthony Nash was taking the freeze a couple of years back? That was changed midstream. And I think yeah, it was, was changed it? because of health. And health it was changed midstream, yeah. 
Remember, he used to pick the ball in the 21 and he hit it from the 13. Yeah. Midstream in the I, championship, uh, it was brought out. I think the health and safety side of this is that people having heart attacks at home or stop breaking televisions and stuff for what's going on. Because, well, like, I think, well, uh, I think uh, actually, personally, the Limerick boys lost out the, mo- with the most of this so called advantage rule at the weekend, TJ, when Conor Byron put the ball over the back and gave him a reading. Yeah, I think it was. I know, I know. I think you know. the first half. But Shane, do you think that we're heading towards a period of, let's say, maybe take a five-year period of less contact or heading for non-contact and then maybe nearly taking an NFL view of whereas two sides of the game now, complete offense and complete defense. Are we heading that way? Yeah. I, well, I think, I think one of the hardest places to play in the field now is probably the half-hour time because, you know, the way, the way most teams are playing... It's just crazy down there in the middle, in the middle third, as you call it. And if you're a wing back, if you're a Jeremy Burns, you're happy enough maybe for your guy to go into that because you know a Tom Morrissey or a Garrod Hegarty or um, you know someone like that is going to do a job there for you in the middle. And that allows you to sit back and then allows you to get a better quality ball in. But you're talking about non-contact, TJ. I think personally now, like I don't know how you feel now, you were probably three stronger hurlers than I was. I was a more of a kind of a get the ball, move the ball kind of fella. I didn't really like the contact, but... Uh, I was shuddering there on the couch uh, watching some of the hits going in there Saturday evening. You know, I was happy enough now eating the old omelette and chips, like, but I was watching, like, Kyle, Kyle Hayes. Is, I mean, if he ran into, you know, these guys, there was actually a spell there in the Tip Limerick match. I don't talk about Tip Limerick, but uh, Jason Ford hit Kyle Hayes' shoulder and knocked him over. I'd say Kyle Hayes hasn't been knocked since he was four or five years of age, I'd say. But, like, I think personally, to you talk about the non contact thing, I don't think the county hurlers have ever been as strong. And I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about fork and bales of silage into cattle strong. I'm talking about benching 120, 130 kg strong. And I, I kind of worry for lads like that. They're doing so much in the gym now, lads, to get right to play hurling. Like, are we missing out on the, the Jerry O'Connors of this world who aren't going to do that? Or are we missing out on lads, more skillful lads because of it? And I worry also, boys, that what are they going to be like when they're, when they're 45 or 50 or, you know, that with all this, with all they're doing, I don't know, lads. I just, I just think there maybe we're getting from a hurling point of view. Are we, are we going more with how strong you are, and then you can become a hurler, or could we go back to you're a hurler and and we'll make you strong now to get make you better? I, I, I'd love yeah, to know what you, what two, you think. Two quick ones there, Shane and Dad. Like seven Henry, you're standing there on the side. I know Henry's still fair shape. Like you know, I would say Henry's body ah, yeah, shape yeah, hasn't, yeah. hasn't changed too much since he was playing. And we're standing there, and Limerick are warming up behind us, and. I have a better view of him. He's, he's complete back to him. I'm kind of side on. And I know Gerald Hegarty is only about eight foot behind him. And we're on an ad break. And I just go, hi, we ever as strong as that? And he, he looks behind. Jeez. He's like, you know, just the sheer power of the man. And uh, a few more like that. Like, you know, just see, being down there on the sideline, I suppose you just have a prime view of really how absolute, man, mountains like a lot of them, you know. And even some of the tip lads now, they, won't, they wouldn't have as pronounced big lads. Galway do, I would say. Do you know, Galway yeah. have those three or four as well that really stand out at you. But lads, I got a good few texts, like, of fellas, you know, who knew I was on the TV or whatever, on my way home, at home Saturday night, and knew I was going up doing the radio as well yesterday, so, and I knew we'd be talking this morning, obviously. And one of my good friends kind of just said to me, is this game gone forever, Dalo, to the chessboard? I, and that was after Limerick, Limerick tip, right? And then I texted him back last night. Well, was there any chess board involved in Cork? And he said, Should today two different sports? He says to me, But what will happen when Cork meet Limerick or tip meet Waterford? Which is 
you know, I thought Tip changed their tactics a fair bit Saturday, Shane, in terms of... And I agree with oh, you, yeah. TJ, with the league coverage. It is difficult because, obviously, it was Air Sports, uh, you know, viewing that RT gets. And like, I, I'm conscious of that now. I'm doing core commentary Saturday night for... And I'll try and let you know who's where, TJ, on the teams. But, but like, it, it was like right. that. It was like, it, as you mentioned to me, two different sports, or Dello, is it? Touch of El Clasico, but Saturday night coming Dello, isn't there? There is, and I tell you, there's, there's a couple of more as well. Galway and Limerick, touch of no. the clash of the... Clare and Wexford. Clare and Wexford, That's yeah. That's going to be more. Is that one going to be on television? Dello's on it, sir. I'm caught coming, Dello. I think it's Jay Gorda. I think it's we want you with a private camera. We want you with a private camera and the two managers know Dello as well, all right? I'm only hoping they let me and, in, Mark. That's the big question. <laughs> and Dello, we, we want you with a mic beside the fellow up in the stand that you're going to put in to upset poor old Davy. This is not, this is a home game for Claire, Mark. Uh, I'm doing core commentary for RTE. That's <laughs> not that. We, we need no, a mic a in game, the stand no, now as well. It's turned into, well, come here, go back to what I was saying. We, we look forward to the games we can. Yeah, like, Dilla, you're right. We're like two different sports, TJ. See, TJ, yeah. you, you text, no, you text, well, this is what it's going to be like, I'm going to play golf on Saturday night. It, like, I was frustrated with not being able to understand the game fully, but, like, to be fair to the opposing managers, right, let's say, um, no, Galway are different because they're a big physical team, but Cork play Limerick, right? Are you going to get Patrick Collins to poke ball down on top of Kyle Hayes, Declan Hannon, and Dermot Burns? The answer to that is no. no. Not a hope. No. So, that's why it has to turn into a game of chess. And, like, I, are we heading for a period of where we're probably going to look at 70, 80% of puck outs now all going short? Look at even the last ball the tip hit in the game, right? Where they just had no choice but to lump it forward. And the yeah. three boys in the Limerick full back line, the three of them held their ground. So that's why I'm saying to you about it, it, it now comes into what the boys were talking about last night about this short, safe transfer of the ball, where when you have it, you don't give it away. And then when they have it, you get your setup as to how best we can get this ball back off him. But to talk about Tip, Dello, I did think that Sheedy and Tommy Dunn and boys will be happy going home with the formula. There might be pieces of the performance that they weren't overly excited about, maybe scoring from play, etc. But I think the closing of the space to the diagonal ball, last year in the Championship, Shane, I think they got hung up. They sent Alan Flynn, Manmark and Keane Lynch. That kind of threw him before the game where he was moved into centre-forward. Yeah. I think they got pulled and dragged a lot of us. I think they dealt with that much better on Saturday night. I do know now you're going to be dealing with different personnel. And when Keane and definitely Peter Casey came on, it made a big difference. But I think formula-wise, I do think the tip boys will be happy. But would, I, 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 I know what it would be, TJ. And even look, I was glancing down the line as that last ball. Who hit it? Uh, he came on as a sub, uh, Shane, red helmet. Ah, sorry. Oh, it's Dylan, Dylan Quirk. Dylan Quirk, Dylan Quirk. And like he, he lifted his head and looked and there was nobody. And he just baited cross oh, field, no. and and the three minutes was up anyway. But I gave a little glance down the line, and we're I was watching the clock as well, and like the final whistle went, and Liam did give a little clinch fist, and like it was a game I felt they should have won, but it was so important not to lose, like, and you oh, yeah. made that point. Yeah. I think that's right. But but as a spectacle, Mark, I like I didn't really enjoy it, and I was there now, which is a whole pile privilege to be there, like, and like. And, and, and that's because I said it was an awful lot of lack of scoring. Um, Anthony, like 20 points each when you'd 5 522 and 127 in party so one, 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 one half chance of a goal, Mark. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it, was very, it was very disappointing from that perspective. But it was, it was a physical game. 
Um, there was a lot of freeze in it. Um, and, and I think Cullum Lines ref the game to the letter of the law because that is, that's the pressure the referees are under right now that they have to um, ref to the rules of the game. And, and I think that frustration was coming out. And John Kiley made a comment about it after the game as well. About, so, but like, I actually think Liam, I know he might have a clenched fist, but I thought with 15 minutes to go tip of the game in the bag, they were five points up and they were hurling fierce well. I think Bird in up. a low-scoring game, I think they should be disappointed with not coming away with the result on um, yeah, I know, but I say it was I, just that it seemed as if Limerick were going to snatch it, like, and he come away yeah, with nothing. But, oh, oh, well, that would have been the worst thing of all, like, because that would have been a collapse. Then that you know, and and yeah. that'll tell you the pressure that Rashidi was under that he actually was was hoping for the final whistle. But if if you were looking at the clock with 15 minutes ago, which I was on the television saying Tipper got this is a great result for Tipperary. Even though Limerick didn't start with, I mean, they started with nine of the first 15 from the All-Ireland final and the likes of Keane Lynch and Hegarty are massive contributors to that team. But I, I think Tip will be slightly disappointed. Crucial moment, know. lads, and you look at a little moment and you can't pick one moment because maybe a goal chance or something like, like if Hoggy had scored the goal, maybe that Billy Nolan made a great save from, Cork might have won that match a good bit easier and we be, wouldn't be questioning the lulls or whatever. But for Tip, for me, they, they got a free chance. Uh, good yeah. bit back now and Jason Ford ran to take it and I don't know whether Ronan over Ronan Marrow overruled Jason but like Ford the radar was on fire like wasn't it every oh, angle yes. sideline I mean there was a lot of exhibitions like, of free time into three, again. Yeah. oh my god oh, he was on and I I remember saying it like to Joanne and Henry were, were, the three was there together Jesus that hit Ford he got to put him five ahead like and for me know, that, yeah. that's crucial like and, and like Limerick nearly went down immediately and got it back to three so I think that, that was a moment in it anyway but I just think you know somewhere in between someone could come up with a formula lads where you could engage Limerick in the middle ground right that's what's not easy to do now and we, and we will say that probably Galway are the best equipped to do that right engage them in the middle ground and yes try and pull them either side because I just don't think with Limerick at full strength that kind of a tip approach where they did play very yeah. deep God, I, I only imagine, lads, if it was the poor old Dublin hurlers and I had them and I played like that, I'd be vilified on a show like this this morning. Should they have destroyed hurling? Like, you know, there's no one up with the full forward line. But that was the reality. And I, I don't blame Liam Sheedy because it was about having a look at what could beat the best team in the country. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that's a big thing, Dale. And, and Mark, you know, I, I suppose you're, when you're five points up against anyone, you're going to want to win a game, you know, coming into the final quarter and everything. But with, with this current Limerick group, like, Okay, as you know well, TJ, you know well, like they haven't been be- beaten like since August 2019, right? They're, they're a serious team, and I think they've they've had our number when it's say our Chicago tip. They've had our number the last good while. I mean, last seven times they've played, like we've we've only bet them once. The draw the other night, Limerick have won the other other five, and we're talking about comprehensively winning now as well. Like gave gave us some trimming in the Munster final there in. Uh, Signed the Gaelic grounds in 2019. Do you know what I mean? And uh, give us give us a nice trimming out down in Park Creeve last year. Like the only time we bet them has been in a league semi final um, a couple of years ago. Went to extra time. There's two 31 to one 31 or something uh, inside in Simple Stadium there under lights one night. So while while I understand what you're saying, Mark, I say you know five points up, you want to win it. I I do honestly feel as a group, if they'd lost the match. It would have been it would have been a killer this week going back doing recovery there whatever they were doing <coughs> yesterday or trying to get yeah. going again train tomorrow but not losing the match to Limerick 
I think will give the group big confidence going in going into the weekend. Like you know, but Shane, yeah. I I think over the last three years, just as you said there about tip right, I think like and we're talking with serious students of the game now, and Liam, Tommy Dunn, Dara, Eamon O'Shea, right? I think they've tried a number of different things from what I've seen. When I went to Turles last year early, I saw like Keen Lynch was manmarked by Alan Flynn, which then went on to the championship, right? They left somebody at home to kind of mind the square. They didn't try to manmark, let's say, Grohl Hegarty and Tom Morrissey and pushed up and leave one guy at home. That didn't work, right? They didn't try it in the mm. championship where basically they kind of left a wing back at home. But I thought the big positive for me coming out is I think formula-wise, I think that they will have felt that this did work. Yeah, they have tweaks to do, but they completely gave up the, the full forward line to, to lead, pull them back to be effectively a half forward line. And then everyone went filtered back to field, allowing them to completely kill all spaces. So they did six spaces of the back line for tip filled at all times. Do you know those diagonal yeah. balls are good at? Yeah, they got one or two away, but overall, like Limerick scoring whatever, 20 points, that's his, kind of maybe would be considered low for them, right? So I think... Oh, the yeah. Full are normal. Yeah, two doors are normal. I think formula-wise, yeah. Shane, I think that would be the p- most pleasing piece for Tip. They can fix the personnel afterwards, and yeah, they fix the scoring and all that, right? And as Delo said, maybe the goal chances might come with maybe different players or whatever. But um, it is a tricky one, like, and, and, and that's back to Delo's initial question here about the chess. I do think, yeah. I do think we're would in you have- periods. Of chess. I think you two of the like, is it the Queen's Gambit is on Netflix? Is that the one about chess <laughs> lessons for you? I think you two of the Queen Gambits there in the form of Paul Kinnor could be one. Beavens is another, you know, you aim at O'Shea with Paul. You've lads there that know this game, the modern game that we're talking about, you know, about how, how to put lads in certain places, how to make space, how to create space. You know, as I said to you about even, it was, it was fascinating to watch the Cork and Waterford book up yesterday. A few of them. Everybody gets sucked to one side of the field. And the ball is hit into space. Came off maybe once or twice, but you're talking about a game of chess. There it is, like in real life. You know, everybody can to one side. You know, what I think teams will, what I think teams will start copping onto it in as, as the year goes on, and you've your main guys on the field is the really smart hurlers won't go with the lad, and they'll just probably stay in that space. That's and they'll know yeah. that, that something is coming in there, like eventually. You know, so that's but, what happens. But, but Shane, for me, yeah, you were there. You could see mm-hmm. it, and I, I like being at a game to be able to see that as well. I think for the viewer at home and for a lot of the hurling supporters now, I think that needs to be kind of explained to people, right? So during that water break for that two or three minutes, instead of, I don't know, like on the, one of the cameras we were looking at some fellas boots there, I think he was holding the camera, right? Is like, could you not just show us this is the setup? This is the way tip, this is the way tipper set up. This is the way Liverpool I'm on the radio, I'm on the radio. This is the way, I know, the way I've no control like. over what's been paid for the camera work either. Like, you know, I'm just well, saying, in I, other words, you're, you're looking for a kind of a 4-4-2-1 like, or 4-4-3-2-1 or something like that. Well, I, I could, think we're, we you are, couldn't explain You couldn't explain the tips system too handy now. I'll tell you the truth now. But, like, it, you know, but it's very easy. It, but, but like, it, in other words, the full forward line playing in the 45-yard line and the other 12 yeah. players were back to field. Well, the two, have, the two midfielders, really. The two midfielders, who I thought Alan, Alan Flynn had a great game now. Yeah, and if Michael game, Green yeah. had scored the chances he got, you would say they would have won midfield hands down. The seldom you saw Willem, I don't know who it was quite like. They really did. I thought Tip shaded midfield by a nice bit. They and squeezed if, him, but if, like... Yeah. But they dropped back, though. They made a five nearly. And Shamey Kennedy was, ne- was nearly a four with Shamey Kennedy sitting behind the four. So he didn't really yeah. attempt to go out and signs on. David Reedy hit a b- bit of ball. And 
at times you'd say it wasn't working because Flanagan maybe was getting the run on Brian McGrath early. Now, tough ask on Brian McGrath. I wasn't named at five. Now, for all I know, Shane, he could have known all the week that he was three. But I was looking mm. forward to seeing Brian McGrath in the half hour. And in fairness to Brian McGrath, as all the McGraths would do, he grew into the match. He actually finished strong, you know. But Jamie Flanagan is really kicking on, I'd say, TJ. Can you imagine yeah. Flanagan and Galan there, lads? You know, we're talking about, and I know it was early days. Like, for me, it's like looking at the mock leaving sort results, right? And if I went by my mock leaving sort results, I'd probably have enough to do fish farming or basket weaving. I wouldn't be going anywhere near the teaching, I tell you that. Like, so you had such monsters of men either side, not there. But, like, I, I, I agree with Dale on it. So you agree, TJ. I, I think James, Jamie Flanagan has now become from, oh, God, I, I hope I get on to this guy has to be on. And I, I, I think I think I think he's exceptional. I think him and Galan up there as a two, and it may be Peter Casey or someone out the field, and you hit the space in front of them. Geez, they'll be they'll be hard marked, TJ. But Shane, my point is, I don't think that space was there in front of him in the second half, right? I think the tip effectively shut it down. No, the consequence for tip was they didn't get any score from play. They had to rely on the freeze. So. If you look at Jamie Flanagan, where he got his fourth point, he got it from exactly in the middle of the field. And Dale, when Peter Casey came on, it was like as if, I don't know what position he came on in, right? Or if there was positions at that stage, right? But it was like as if Kinnard told him, you have to stay in the middle of the field because that's where we'll work the, 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 the transfer to. Like, yeah. I think if Peter, if Peter Casey went in corner forwards, I don't think he would have got the scores. So that, yeah. was, probably, that was probably the, um, I suppose, the, the reaction from someone like a Kinnard. I think the tip, Closed that space exceptionally well. I know Shamey got one or two early doors out in the left hand side, but after that, that space was killed. So do you and think, TJ? Would you mind me? Would you mind me asking? Do you, do you think now teams teams to try and beat Limerick? Right, this is what I'm looking at now. Are going to be happy enough, maybe not to score a goal? Hope they kind of hit the 20, 22 point mark, and and just try and just try and nullify Limerick with, with loads of guys back. Like, is it is it going to become football? I, football. Like, I what think do you so. think? think I, I think so. I, I just just what you said there about Jamie Flanagan and Aaron Galan in the full forward line, right? I I don't think that any team like if you were over a team going out to play Limerick, any any other teams, I would say yeah. one prere- one prerequisite is anyway, we cannot leave a lot of space in front of these two boys, right? Because they yeah. will walk the ball to the middle of the field and they will ping it in at the angle and they're like like I don't know if you ever played cornerback, Shane. I'd say you might have been handy there. You're, you're pacey and stuff, right? But you know, in a in a one-on-one situation with an angle ball coming to one of these guys, effectively, no matter how good as a cornerback you are, you have little or no chance. So I do, oh, yeah, I, 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 I do see that. Now we did see a tweak last year, Delo, that me and you probably were slow to kind of come to terms with. Was Kyle Hayes going back to wing back? Because usually mm-hmm. we were used to, used to Burns never stunned from five, Declan Hannon sitting at six. And Dan Morris is hitting a seven, and literally those Limerick backs never crossed the halfway line. But I'd, say, dimension- I'd say you'll see him back up there, TJ, up in the forwards again. You, you, I, yeah, I thought Richie was very good. Thought Richie very was good. very good. Yeah, started but, back in, but, no bother. But, Dan Morris has cha- to go somewhere. Yeah, it changed in that um, Kyle Hayes was bombing on, right? So you could see another change again. And the change I thought I saw was Peter Casey come around more or less in the middle of the field. We needed Keane's influence, even though he was only on for a short time. He still had yeah. plenty possession. He still had plenty possessions, and he does kind of make that team tick. He just so, he just takes mind in TJ, doesn't he? Like you he know, he's just he had that presence on the field. He, did, like, you know. he didn't even have that many possessions, TJ. But the ones he got on, you could nearly tell. And there was only the mentors and the, and the officials. And they they were, were effective. Go on, like, Keane. You could hear he's you know you could ingenual, and he had a huge part in that brilliant Flanagan score from way out, like. They, they both yeah. that beautifully, four or five passes. 
Well, well I suppose, look, you have to talk about the officiating over the weekend, I suppose. <laughs> just John Kiley, I suppose, he gave the RTE interview and he didn't say too much about it, which is fine. And I suppose you're more relaxed maybe doing the interview with the reporters. I think we have a bit of that there. Um, this is just, I suppose, him talking to the media scrum rather than one-to-one with um, RTE. So just we might, have a, we might have that clip of that there. John, with the, the application of the new advantage rule straight to today, that seems to do a lot more freeze than usual. It's obviously the very hard one to hold. Did you do a count on the freeze, John? No, but it didn't look good in it. It was 21 to 10. So you, you know who had the most of it. But uh, <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> so. Yeah, listen, there was a good lot of stoppages. Yeah, there was a lot of stoppages in, in, in that regard. Um, but listen, maybe, on the other hand, you know, the referees haven't exactly had a chance to referee any games for the last six or seven months either, you know. So, I don't know, when Cullum last refereed a game, so they've got to they've gotta get a chance as well over the next couple of weeks to get some game time in and get, you know, their decision make, you know, making up to scratch as well. So, you know, they're in the same boat as ourselves. We're all trying to improve what we're, what we're doing out there. And there's a little bit of getting used to the rule tweaks there, that advantage rule in particular. Uh, there's a bit of there's a bit of getting used to that now. That was a big change today, I thought. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's obviously our own uh, John Fogarty asking him the question about the free count. 21-10. There was a few, I'd say, when you look back at your phone again afterwards, was one or two questions. And, of course, then Joanne asked me the question where... Referees clamping the world. Was there some effort by somebody to clamp down on Limerick style? So I said I'd be very disappointed if I thought there was, unless we all knew about it and it was pointed out what, what was a free and what wasn't a free. So if there was something wrong with Limerick style last year. So I think John maybe alluded to that a small bit there as well. Did he mark like 21 tw- 10? Yeah. And you know, the, you know yeah. who got the 21, like you know who got the 10. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, Brian Gavin said in the exam, so that it was 21-13, so uh, it's it's somewhere in around that day, though, anyway. Um, and I suppose John alluded to it, that maybe that they conceded more freeze um, over the course of the game, and I suppose Jason Ford hit, I don't know, 12-13 points in freeze yesterday, which is an awful lot when you think of 19, 19 or 20 points in total. Um I thought column lines, to be fair to him, ref the game, the way the rules of the association... Um, have allowed them to, and um, we do we do know that Limerick are probably the most physical team out there at the moment. Um, they're certainly not a dirty team; they're a good, hard physical team. And I would see, I don't see any problem with their tackling and stuff like that. Um, I think it's more the the advantage rule yesterday seemed to come against uh, Limerick. I was I would suggest yesterday, and. Um, and I think that the, that the lads in the Sunday game made a point last night that this actually could cause you more trouble down the road because it may be more advantage to foul a fella than actually let him go, go out with the ball. And particularly, I think, that means defenders coming out with the ball. Like, are you better off to foul a fella back in the 21 or the 40? Absolutely, because the free tackle won't probably score from maybe the, the, the opposing 45-meter line. So it is more advantage, just, I think, to foul a fella and bring him down and give the yellow card because... Fergalhagen confirmed for us the last that a cynical foul outside the 21 in the D is only a yellow card. It's not time in the sin bin. So I think that is a major issue for the GAA. And the disappointing thing is that they sprung it on the referees, even though it may have come in in Congress, Anthony. The referees, I think, were only made aware of it in the last fortnight. So 
Um, and, and that is the biggest talking point after the weekend. And you'd have to say, just before I go, is that the sin bin scenario actually probably worked to a fair extent over the weekend, the cynical fouling, that there wasn't a whole pile of it over the weekend. No, and we'll, we'll talk about the sim bin one. I think yeah, we have so, yeah. to give it a good give it a good spin. But TJ, are they clamping down you? Like, have, I, I felt a bit like this then. A lot of Clare people think, well, I didn't know, but a lot of the old Clare supporters felt around 98 that there was a general feeling that Array, you came in there and you won two, but the Empire is saying, that's enough, you know, tip away back there to your old traditional music with us. It'll be the Periwinkles and Kiki for you, TJ. <laughs> it, it, it's certainly starting to feel that way, Dale. Um Getting rid of Paul Kinnerk after sideline, uh, allowing opposition bring on seven subs, and uh, getting rid of the getting rid of the advantage rule. It's st- certainly beginning to look that way, all right, uh, from where we are. Um, I thought the advantage rule was brought in a couple of years ago, Delo, to have kind of a bit more flow and less freeze in the game, right, and it would be a better spectacle. So. Um, I don't understand why that change was made and why we need that. I don't think we need to re- hear the referee's whistle. Um, I think my point to Fergal Hargan the last day was that if you had a Mayor Forna there, that you'd be reminding him of that count. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? Cullum, do you know what I mean? They have 10 more frees. Are we that dirty? Yeah. Are we, like, I think if you were reminding him in, in his ear during the game, I think you can have a little bit of influence on him. But... Look, I, I, I don't have any one or two particular incidents in the game that I thought were harsh or this and the other. I just think the game is gone. Like, we've under 15 trend in the field tonight, right? And at the end of it, we'll play, uh, like, probably a 10 at V10 or 11 V11, right? And I'll probably have three or four young fellas giving out to me at the end of training and saying that they should have had a free or I gave a free that was no free. So the game has gone very, very, very difficult to referee. And what we're looking at, I'm looking for in the middle third there, right, is tricky. And I'm going back to the question of where we're headed, Delo. Are we, are we, are we headed down the road of, of where we want just teams to have the ball and then you try and get the ball back off them and then you keep it? And I, I don't know. It's, 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 I'm just a little bit unclear. Well, look, the Sinbin thing, right? I don't know how much you saw in O'Shane because you were on duty yesterday. Like, um, the lad of the clear some leash got the Sinbin yeah. against Wexford. And it was, it was, um, it was, it was uh, probably Rory O'Connor coming. Uh, yeah, it was, like yeah. Steam yeah, train, yeah. Uh, uh, Rory O'Connor, and, and he did, he did tackle, Roby tackle him as such. And now Lee Chin's penalty is poorly hit and it's saved by, by Roland. And before we know it, clear is back on, I suppose. And, but the match, I suppose, was, was always going one way. But like, and so it's not magnified, really. Um, but overall, I suppose there wasn't too much of that. I, I'd say the big one, the boys showed it last night and I had a clip of it. I showed it to Aaron Shanahan's one like was a stone wall above in Belfast. Like, and Brian oh, Lawrence is probably getting loads of jib today everywhere he looks. And like to probably have swung the match at that stage. A penalty, Kelly sticks it and then somewhere down to 14 for 10 minutes. Like, so it's fine lines. Now you can't, I know it's useless, McLeod. I'm not going there at all. From the, we'll talk about the Clarence match in a minute. I'm not going there at all. It's, that's not an excuse. But just have to get the consistency right on that. But that wasn't the big issue. Bloody advantage is if this if this is going to continue and finishing up the Sunday game last night at Sunday Sport, John Cantor told us that it can't be changed. It was in Congress. Like yeah, it yeah. has to be changed, lads. Or otherwise the I referees just have to ignore all. it themselves. Look at you're dead right. This is what was said, like that it suits you to foul. Kyle Hayes coming out with the ball, Dermot Burns, Barry Nash the other wing, they're bursting forward, break the tackle, drag back. Sure, lads, there was an incident in the Dublin game as well. And it was shown up last night about Conor Bylan's one, but Danny Sutcliffe caught a puck out, broke the tackle, got dragged back. 
broke the tackle as he would, big strong fella, over the bar off his left. If you imagine if Parnell Park was full and you all yeah. played there, how intimidating it can be. Like, and then it lifted the roof like, against Kikini at home. And just as he was hitting it, sailed over there and then brought back the free. And Donald Burke failed to rise it. No score yeah, of it. Like. Yeah. And, and I think the yeah, score yeah, time yeah. was 14-12 to Kilkenny. You know what I mean? Like, how much of a, an influence mm. is that one? We, we got a bit touch of everything with the, the Kilkenny-Dublin game on the rules because Paddy Smith was one of the guys that was highlighted for the tackle on Shane Kingston. And then right. Massey Keown gets inside him. Now, James Madden was probably the wrong side of his man. Poor old Paddy just happened to be there. But Paddy, like probably last year, no problem taking down Kingston. But he didn't really. I tell Paddy went through no, his he head didn't. in a in a microsecond. Mac, he probably yeah. said, Jesus, yeah, exactly. Tim, ref, Tim, Tim refs are looking at yeah. my clip all week. Yeah, just saying this yeah. is Sinbin territory, and he didn't tackle him in a goal. And it was actually the goal that won the game, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah and that is, and, and to be fair, that is the reason why the Sinbin stroke cynical play inside the twenty-one in the D has come in to give the advantage to the forward who's in a goal-scoring position. And I do welcome that rule, I must say. Um, but again, it is around the confusion of the advantage rule, Anthony, that the biggest talking points of this weekend is. And, and I, think, I think we will see less of the sin bin until possibly maybe with three or four minutes to go in a game when a team are maybe four points up and a fellow will say, Do you know what, there's only three minutes left on the clock. 10 minutes in the bin, I only, I, I'm, I'm, I'm only going to be in there for three minutes. I think a fellow will take one for the team, but he certainly won't take one for the team in the first half or maybe the first quarter of the second half. I think that, and that, yeah. that is definitely working, Anthony. But I, I'm coming back to you on the, um, on the advantage rule, and it's in Congress and it oh. can be changed. Um, go back to the Anthony Nash rule a number of years back, whereby the GA change the penalty situation on the 21-yard free midstream in the season. I don't know, 100% was it for health and safety reasons, but it was changed mid-season that a penalty or a 21-yard free could not be struck from inside the 21. And that happened mid-season, and that's why the ball has come out to maybe two metres from outside the 21 that the ball has to be struck before the 20. That did change mid-season. So, look, yeah. it's only the first round of the league and yeah. maybe things will be a bit clearer next weekend. But for all of us that are talking here now, it certainly isn't a good thing for referees or for teams or for spectators. And Matt, will we ever, will we ever forget, DJ, before you go on, will we ever forget, like, 13 clear lads with goalies hurlies inside the goal? Will we ever forget Will we ever forget Saki O'Keefe running out to meet it? Do you remember that? The one he threw up and Saki That's came right. out of the goal. Well, remember yeah. the mark on his leg after the ball? Jesus. There was fellas some other sports saying, you're nuts. <laughs> Do you know, like, <laughs> I, I think they had to change. But Jesus, lads, this will be health and safety as well, TJ, if they don't change. They will. And that's, and that's my... I keep coming back to where we headed. I, like, my belief here is I don't think the referees wanted this change. Like, I thought there was... Like, they, they were trying to let the game go. And in fairness, in most games, when the game is going well, the referee tries to let it flow. I don't believe the players want this. So why... <laughs> I think to be well, fair to Sean Clear yesterday. Don Log told us that last night, sir. It was football lads giving us rules. To be fair yeah. to Sean Clear yesterday, like for one of um, Alan Connolly's goals, yes. like the time lines hit him, he did give the advantage. And I think everyone everyone was there was saying fair play, Sean. So, like, as you said, Dale, and you've all said that in fairness, I wonder if the referees got together. You know, it's always maybe kind of on the players and stuff for all this. I wonder if the referees got together. And they went to Willie Barrett being their spokesperson or whoever is their spokesperson, Mark, I'm not sure. But 
and said, well, I, look, I, 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 we're, we, and like and it's the referees at the end of the day, it's the referees are getting all the stick. And to be fair to them, as you said, lads, they probably didn't want this changed. But yeah, they're not, know, they're not really, they're not really getting it this weekend, aren't they? We're all kind of saying, Colin Mines yeah, but I mean, there's going to there's going to come a big game later in the year, oh, and it, it, we will yeah. we, we will be talking about the refs. I wonder if they got together and said, "Look, we don't want this," and no more so. Mark, the you said about the Anthony Nash thing. I wonder would they say, "Look, it doesn't seem to be to the benefit of the game or the benefit of the players or the referees." Does, yeah. Maybe maybe we need to have a look at it. So there's a couple there's a couple of things I would say, Shane. Um, we had Fergal Hogan on here two weeks ago, and he was brilliant. And a referee did yeah, contact me. For, um, a referee. Uh, um, contacted me straight after. He said, Mark, he said, I'm telling you now, the sin bin is not going to be an issue whatsoever for the referees. The biggest issue coming down is the advantage rule has been changed and nobody is aware of it. So that was the first thing. And I, said, I asked him, were the referees consulted about the decision? And he said, no, they weren't. And I, I also asked him then last night, do you know, was Dickie Murphy or Willie Barrett, because they're the kind of the spokesman for the referees, as far as I'm aware, were they involved in the decision? He said, I can't confirm or deny that. But they're the type, like, definitely Dickie Murphy and Willie Barrett need a, a, an open line of communication from their own referees straight up along the line to Crow Park. That if there are changes to the rules, that needs to go through. And, I mean, the fellas on the ground, to me, are possibly the best fellas to be asked about that. And if the referees, our referees, didn't have any hand actor part to play in it, their hands are tied, lads. They're following the rules of the association. I don't blame any of the referees. They have got to do their job and we'll be giving out to them then if they didn't do their job properly. So, mm. but like, but would you ever have a referee strike, the... lads? I wonder. You know? There's the man to contact and everyone to organize it. He knows all about strikes. He's a man. He's a self-sure. You're not so far away from one of them, I'd say, yourselves now. Yeah, we'll oh. come to that in a second. Delo, remind uh, me, why Why did they make this change? Why did they reverse it? I don't know. What's the, what's, well, what's the theory TJ, behind it? TJ, TJ, I'll tell you one thing now. There's two men being mentioned there now, and I, I know they're not being mentioned in any way in, in the blame. It was Willie Barrett and Dickie Murphy. Well, I played under the two of them for long enough. Me to too. They had no problem with a bit of uh, advantage rule behind them or in front of them. They were fair enough guys to deal with. Do you know what I mean? Then, if you were acting the bollocks, you got it off the two of them. But if you were, yeah. fella was acting the bollocks and you re- reacted to that, the two boys were nearly saying, fair enough. Do you know? Yeah. No, they rest the match. Yeah. But there was a sense of fairness from them, I always thought. I, I just don't think it's coming from them at all. Like, I think Don Logue might have touched on something last night, mentioning football rules and I, how, how many times have football rules been changed, lads? Advanced mark, this mark. I it's worse than rugby now at this stage. Is, pause, it, is it broken? Dylan? Pause, heave. What's that one in rugby, TJ? Pause, but, engage, touch, engage, touch, touch, touch engage. pause. But, is know, that gone now again? Yeah, it's gone. Is it broken? See, I don't, no, no, I don't think it is. No, oh, look, let's we just need to go back to basics here. Yeah, Fitzy, I don't know. Fitzy gave a brilliant interview. Shane, myself, and yourself were listening to it. Davy Fitz, yeah. he's holding a minute yeah. there. He said, we're getting up around the high 30s on freezing games. This sport is ruined, he said. No, he said, no, I'm, not, I'm all for cynical stuff. We saw it last year, he said. I'm trying now to think of the interview. I'm not trying to make up stuff, he said. He said, we all saw the cynical stuff last year. We all feel that has to be cut out as best possible. We all know there'll be mistakes, the same as we make them on the line, the players make them from the refs. We accept that. But he said, don't ruin hurling. 
Shane, am I right? Is that was that he genuinely no, said? I did, he did. And look, and he's he's a passionate man, Dale. I I I seen him in action at four or five o'clock in the morning trying to run around Crackle Woods. He's a he's a passionate man, like you know. Uh, he he, he, was, there, he was, was dead he? right. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> I know how we end up in Crackle Woods. Fittest families. <laughs> oh, the fittest families wouldn't get a look into what he was saying. No, but he was like uh, he just said, "Don't ruin right. the game." No, he was dead Why right. Why yeah. the game? You know, yeah, like, wait, like, no, I was. I was at the opinion that the game of hurling was in a very, very good place there. I would say up up to recently, I thought I thought it was some fantastic games of hurling, like Galway Clare semi-finals, Limerick Cork semi-finals, and we're just bringing in changes here. Like, and it just kind of reminds me about Irish fellas. You know, there's kind of an old saying about if they can't drink it, eat it, or ride it, they'll definitely break it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think we've broken it. Please. <laughs> 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 Ah, <laughs> uh, let's. But look, hopefully, More I think, I think, I think it has been maybe part of the media. No, like I'm not journalists or anything, but we have to keep banging on about this, lads, because this yeah. has to be changed. But the same thing, let's. It's a, there for a year. We knew it was there for the year. Let's roll with it and see. You know, if it works and we've more goal scoring chances and things like that. But this advantage thing, like, look, give, go back, back. To, give, give back, back to yeah. the power to the ref to say. Absolutely. Let, if there's an advantage to the team, they're fouled, play on. And if they don't get the, the advantage, go together. back. Let, hopefully the rest will come together, lads, and hopefully the rest will say, look, we, we didn't want it, the players clearly don't want it, and the hurling people, they don't want it either. And let and, and I think they, they should go at the people who are in charge of this to whoever needs to be approached to co-park and say, we need to change this. You changed it before. I, I think this needs to be changed. And uh, look, at least, thank God, we, we have these few matches Trying to try and sort it out. Imagine if they imagine if we didn't have these matches and we were in straight in championship. Cheers, lads, they'd be they'd be war if someone got knocked out over Chaos. over, over one of these. Like, and and there's different games too, Dillo. Like you, you you have a really, really open game, as Shane said, like Cork and Waterford, which is in in to end with loads of space. And then you've game like Limerick and Tip. Like so like, like there's different it's nearly down to the referees just intuition on the day as to how a game is going and how a game is flowing. So there has to be like, like if you have the power in the middle of the field to referee the game, why not just leave it with him rather than nearly forcing his hands to a degree? Yeah. And we we constantly, the last couple of years, on this pod, we, we've always said about the refs working more with their linesmen and, and working more as a team and giving the linesmen more power to help the refs. And that's what we wanted and encouraged. And, and look, if people give out about us, giving out about refs too. I know what they do on the show but we were, we're with the rest on this one we want yeah. them to be you know mm. so uh, look at let's yeah we, like one a is fascinating you have to feel sorry for Westmead I suppose um, someone said to me that you know it, going forward looking at the Joe McDonough Westmead might be in the strongest position because the great games they'll have in one a like geez, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case and no. first Shane O'Brien no. like he has to try and rally him now and say let's Four more games to get through. We have to get through them positively, but it's 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 tougher for them, isn't it? It doesn't look any easier now facing down to Watford, who shipped five twenty two. Yeah, and have to face them, you yeah. know, down in Watford. Yeah, and like you, you, you have Waterford, Cork, you have Tip and Clare, and Galway. Like I mean, it's it's a fierce, fierce, hard. No, Clare on the other side. Of the, of the, uh, Gal- Cork, Galway, Tip, 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 Watford, Tip. Yeah. Tip Limerick, yeah. Cork, Waterford, that's there. Like, Jesus, that's just yeah. it's tough yeah. going. Yeah. Like. They're, they're, they're desperate. And, and like, I suppose they, they played in, in patches yesterday, Anthony, but Galway looked really, really good. Um, like They're probably physically the most equipped team in the country at the moment to take on Limerick. Um, and they have scorers. They can, they can score from all their forwards, the scoring forwards. So 
it's a big and step no up uh, for them. No, no Joe. Joe Kenning, but but like uh, so. I'll be honest, with Shane, I, I saw, like last year when you and young, the Young Island came on late in the game last year. Joe's influence, I don't know, is Joe's influence starting to wane a little bit, um, Shane? Like, and I mean, like he's brilliant. That's, 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 that's harsh. That's harsh. That's uh, harsh. He would off injure. He would off injure the All Ireland semi final. Like, but he's playing well. He would off injure. Yeah, like, so we haven't but seen him since. Like. But, but was he? Carl Mannion was a bigger loss than Joe Kenning was. Uh, yeah. I think he bought he, huge losses. I think. Ah, but Mannion went off after twenty minutes, and he, 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 you know, he's a, he's a way, in my opinion, oh. he's a way bigger influence on the Galway team. I think some of the players. I think Joe is more of a Joe. He is the dead ball specialist for him. Now Nyland can do it as well. I think Mark, what maybe what you're trying, maybe what you're saying is that he's not doing as much from open play for him. No, sure. As much no, as he I was in so. regards scoring, I think I think no. he's become more of a team player for Galway in my opinion. I think yeah, no what more. I mean by that, I think he's act, I think he's actually throwing the ball around a bit more than taking on the scores himself now because because he has better. Maybe hey, he trusts lads more too. You know, at the end of the day, lads, yeah, all the same teams over schools that. There's lads around you and you're like, I'm not giving the ball to that lad. Not at all. Whereas now, Canning probably looks around and goes, I'll give, I'll give it to Mannion. I'll give it to Niall Burke. I'll give, I'll give it to yeah. Conor Heenan and they'll score it. And, and I, think, I think he's happy enough to do that now as well for the team. You know, yeah. Fairness. Yeah, fair yeah, and I'd say, I'd say yeah. Mark, you're probably onto something there with Niall like he's brilliant dead ball. And then, did he score two from play as well? Like, he will score from play as well. Like, there'll probably be a mix of match from there, you know, and that Joe probably mightn't be asked to do 75 minutes anymore. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. he'll be but, used. I yeah, but what I would be saying there is that I, I think if you're the manager of the opposing team now, you're not saying from the get-go, we have to have somebody to mark Joe Canning anymore. No, no, I, no. I, I, I think who, you, when you're going in against you, Limerick... Who is, the, who is the guy you have to mark for Galway now? Like, is, it, is it Conor Whelan or... Jesus, there's a few of them, Shane, to be honest with us. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, I genuinely think they were a bit unlucky in last year's All Ireland semi final against Limerick. I think oh, the goalkeeper yeah, yeah. on the day didn't didn't have a great game. No, and he, he coughed up maybe four or five points and played. <laughs> and um, uh, you know, I, 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 I just his influence isn't as massive as it used to be. If I went back five or six years ago, you'd say Matt Joe Kenning, you'll beat Galway. I don't think that applies right now. And I think no, no. maybe Cork to a certain degree, Matt Patrick Horgan, and you're four-fifths of the way of beating Cork. I don't think that's the situation either. And I mean, Patrick no. had a lot of scores from freeze in 65 yesterday. He got one point from play. But I think I'd love to see Patrick get maybe a goal and three or four points from play. The same way as TJ Reid is doing I it suppose. for. Like, he does add more to it, like, you know. There's two lads who made their debuts in 2008, I think, as well, Max. It's nearly 14 years ago now. It's 14 seasons. Yeah. They're, they're, they're bound to start winning a small mistake, aren't they? Yeah. Absolutely. But they looked, they, looked in, they, they looked in serious shape, didn't they? Like the Conor Cooney, Tejan, you know, Niall Bork, Con Cannon, even young young Jarlett Mannion. Jeez, the speed of him up front now. Maybe Westmead not up to that level. We might see more of him now. Yeah. What, what it's up, what, what, what they're at. But they did look... You think what they have to bring into it as well, like yeah, he's a good player. He's been like very much to the front of Capitagal's challenge to win a county over the last number of years, and they've been close. Like I think the couple of things we learned about Galway is number one is that they have a load of players. I think we know that now. There's a huge, I'd say, array there for Shane to pick from any any given day. Number two is the goalie problem started as one thing that I would say. I know Ian has a good joke. I, we, we played against him a couple of times with against Sammy Larkins. He's very good. But he cost him a goal 
at, at, at a time in the match where it could hurt them in a different game, and he nearly cost them a second goal. So that's that's obviously on the agenda. And the last thing for me is heading to Limerick or heading against Limerick this weekend. I thought last year that they didn't attack in the usual Galway way. And I disagree with you, Mark, there, that they nearly beat Limerick. Limerick left them in the game. I thought the, water, the second water break in the second half, Limerick went for a couple of goals. They should really have been seven or eight. I just felt that they were seven, eight, ten points ahead of them at that stage. Um, I thought Galway sat back and they didn't go for us. And I think that's the big challenge for them. I, yeah. I, I think like they, they, they played Padraig Mannion kind of sweep and they had a guy sitting back there. Like, so what, what, what are you expecting, Delo, um, against Limerick? Are, are we something similar? Or are we going to see slightly more attacking? Given what we just spoke about now, uh, what managers think? Yeah, I, I think he'll, he'll, he'll bring back maybe a few more. You could see Joe, I'd say, no, he's supposed to be in great shape, he tells us anyway, Shane O'Neill. So, but I, I think he'll be looking down the line, TJ. I think he thinks, I think he'd fancy that he'll beat the winners of Antrim in Dublin. He'll be in a Leinster final. So that kind of guarantees he might if he wins Leinster. And for me at the moment, they'd look to be the favourites to win Leinster. They would. So he might, he might be looking at the bigger picture now. I, I'd say this time last year, and put, obviously the COVID, like we were all feeling for Shane a bit, like going up from the back of the hall. It's a far different picture this year, I think. And I, I, I didn't feel that optimistic from last year, but I, I, I do now. I really think I'm seeing yeah. things that they're I, really buying into the management and, and saying they have faith in them and, and they're playing for them. I think, I think that's, that's the way it looks for me. Yeah. And they got a nice, easy run yesterday, Dalo. They came away from the game yesterday with very few, I'd say, very little injuries and a nice pipe opener. Easy to go back to training and choose the night, fellas. It'll be in great form. Looking forward to the mm. challenge of taking on Limerick at the weekend. Although sometimes, you know, sometimes you you know yourself in a league game, you get the odd old soft league game and then you face into some crowd that are after getting yeah. a hard one and you, after 10 minutes, you're saying, Jesus, this is a bit different than last yeah. week. But look, Look, yeah. one A obviously, but one B lads. There was there was two straightforward games. Obviously, there was, there was uh, Wexford to beat Leash and Clare to beat Antrim, and then the battle was Kilkenny and Dublin. And Kilkenny, in fairness, came out on top again yeah. in Parnell Park. Um, but the other two didn't quite go at the script. Yeah, well, I <laughs> You've been very kind to me now, lads. There's a great we, we like guy. Does, I does the great picture, hey, see the picture of the back that's, of the exam there from your, you know, that's the score, that's I tell you, that's, that's your man that's, from Antrim yesterday. That's two lads that jumped the wall, West Belfast, <laughs> they weren't the first that's lads that jumped the wall in West Belfast, <laughs> I, I heard you say on the radio yesterday, Shane, that you, you found it hard to get out of Belfast a couple of times. <laughs> I did, <laughs> I actually, I, I, don't, have a, I don't think there were matches now, were they? No, no. I have relations up in Belfast, uh, up, up a place called Portland Owen, not too far from Belfast. And we, we went for a few nights out up there. I tell you, there's a few spots they're hard to get out of. Uh, so it's hard to get it's hard to get out of Belfast with a, with a good result. And I tell you, as Darren Darren Gleeson would have been looking uh, yesterday at um, you know how people, how much people had clear favourites to win that game. And he, you know, and now Dale, or you, you know, he's from the yeah. same. Same, same stock is kind of shady as in the same, you know, real passionate guy. He would have made mm. the mental boys fully aware that look, we're up here now, we're here on merit. And um, you know, they they were they were by far the best team in that McDonough final last year. They were they were streets ahead yeah. of Kerry. They should have been him out the gate, to be honest, in my opinion. And you know, Darren would have said they're coming up to our home place, 
and you know it's not a very well-known place but anyone that's been there she's like this you know, more so than Carnell, it's a hard place you would have seen on the telly there last night I, i've been there a couple of times and you know, you're, you're, the ball is going, it goes over the bar, it could end up inside in the kitchen in someone's uh, <laughs> in the estate behind the goals, like, you know, and, like, the Antrim boys would have known how to play that field, you know, better than the Clare boys would. I'd say none of the Clare boys, Dalo, had, had played a match above Corrigan Park Never. and Belfast before. Never, no, So, no, you know, all, all these things, all these things are taken to factor. I, I wouldn't, I don't think it's the end of the world for Clare. I think people who are saying it is are, are, don't, don't really know what's going on. It was a fair journey up, playing in a place they never played, and playing against the crowd that, their first game out in, 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 a, in a league that a lot of people are saying they, they maybe shouldn't be in. And like all these things, lads, it's all, it's all human nature that you're going to be passionate, you're going to be up for it. And look, lads, look what it meant to Antrim yesterday. And if that's, if, if, if that's what they got over, like a bit of belief. And I was only even talking to Darren last night and he said, I said, fair play to you there now and I can't, I can't wait to see you hopping off Cody next week. And he said, down to the lines then, but we're delighted to be going there and like the buzz in training this week there now for them will be unreal but yeah. I think they lot people saying this and that the other about, about the Clare lads I think it's ridiculous I I, I, I think there's a big backlash in the Clare lads uh, coming, coming this weekend yeah look yeah, I, 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 you know I, I, it's, it's still a hard one to take like but it, the beauty of these hard ones to take and sometimes the league was always two weeks you'd have two weeks of torture Mark wouldn't you have for a bad one but like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but now back you're back on the now. horse Oh, yeah, you're back for next Sunday straight away. And if you win next Sunday, but, it's kind of forgotten about. But, Dale, isn't it a great way for Antrim now to be going down to play Kilkenny off the back of a, of a good victory at home? I know it was at home and stuff, but it was a great victory for morale, like, you know. And they can go down now to, to, to Nolan Park and have a right cut off at Kilkenny. Now, who knows? They might come back with the tail between their legs. But, Jesus, it, it couldn't be better than to be going down to Nolan Park. Like, if you were coming off a 10-point defeat at home... They clear to be saying, oh, yes, we have the hope now. But they're going down now with a lot of optimism, a lot of confidence. Yeah. And, you know, Kilkenny, they were ruthless seven or eight, ten years ago. They're not as ruthless as they used to be. And remember mm. that time when they'd, they'd go in in the first ten minutes and they'd have four shots of goals on you? They don't, I, I just hope that from an entrance perspective, they won't try that. Now, I don't think they have the players anymore that, that, that would do that as well. Um, because look, we came up against some brilliant, brilliant players and saw brilliant players eight or ten years ago. But I think that Antrim will they'll they'll go with confidence, which is the most amount, and they'll have a right cut off at Kilkenny next weekend. Yeah, Delo, yeah, yeah. Delo, a couple of things like I've been involved in teams, obviously playing and managing up there, right in in the north, mm. and it is an exceptionally difficult place to go, right. One of the things that we would have had on our head, right, is you need to get ahead of these guys. We need to kind of dictate the play. And I thought the player started very well. They had nine points yeah. in the board in the opening 12 minutes. 9-3. Yeah, 9-3. In, 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 in a grand position, things were going well. I thought after that, right, that their use of the ball, especially to the two boys inside, I thought was very poor. It was aimless. Like, if you had Shanahan inside, you'd like to be peppering him all day. The goal they conceded before halftime by any team standards, like... Like if, we, if you conceded at a club level, you'd be given out, like, right? Poor defending, then poor shot stopping. That gave Antrim a huge fill up, right? And the last thing I would say is do you know about small things winning games, right? The score that Neil McManus got, right? I'm not sure what the, what, what the clear fellow was watching it. He, came, he comes down the line on 67 minutes into a gale, right? So he goes for the, I mean, the match is a draw. The keeper catches it under the bar, uses the ball well, and then downtowner from Neil McManus. Again, downtowner. Smart, smart use of the ball. He so, was down the bottom of the Falls Road. <laughs> he was. <laughs> downtown. So, whilst, whilst it's definitely not the end of the road, right, and Claire will get a response, right, 
I still think like it's a bit like a lot of things in life, Dale. You know, when you're down and you need like you you normally get the kick when you're down, and then when you're kind of cock of the hoop, things always go your way. So Claire, they're in a bit of a hole on the field, off the field. Did you just they need something? I I don't know. Did you think the John Conlon uh, experiment worked? I was surprised with that. I I I, I, I was no, I, I've seen him. Yeah. I was down in Tranlara for a year, Dale, like with them, yeah. and uh, I, I, I would have never, I would never maybe heard of them or, or speaking about him play, play, playing in centre back. Um, he did play know, one he, championship. He did play one championship with him, Shane, before you was with him. No, Sean Stack, yeah. his manager. Yeah, because they yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of a preliminary quarterfinal. Yeah, he, was, he gave an exhibition against those, but maybe then in the quarterfinal itself, they, he wasn't as dominant. Are they looking at him like as a kind of a? A kind of a quarterback figure, all almost, and that they're going to allow him. They're not going to want him to push out the field and mark somebody. Or they're going to want they want him to sit in the pocket, and because he's such a good striker, the ball get a better quality ball in, in inside to the boys. Like is that, is that the reason they're looking at him at six? Or yeah, McInerney. I think I think McInerney is really good. Would be really good at six, like Dave McInerney. Yeah, he's been struggling to find a spot that he's comfortable in. David McInerney, I would say that. Shane, yeah. like full fullback was was a long time, and then. It just wasn't going to be full-back. Then it was midfield. Maybe centre-back. Maybe centre-back is the spot. John Conlon, I think, could play there. I thought he actually hurled okay. I thought he actually hurled yeah. okay. If you watch it all, I thought the boys were a bit critical of him last night. I, I thought he hurled okay, to be honest. I don't. He, I thought he was nearly our best defender. Dermot Ryan played fairly well. Went up and got two points. But in defensive-wise, I thought John Conlon was probably the best of the six. I thought we were cleaned out inside. like, um, And Aver wasn't good in goal. Aver Quilligan, he wasn't good in goal either. One puck out, he gave away one one basically, like an all star nominee keeper. He know himself today, he doesn't need me to be doubling down on yeah. that. But uh, look, yeah, it, it, I didn't think it was a massive shock. I thought it was an awful tricky assignment. Few people here, they're you know, the way lads would be doing bets, clear minus 10, and they were saying awfully plus this. And I, I said, Jesus, clear minus 10 above in Corrigan Park. I said, and this crowd, like, I'd be great friends with the O'Kanes, you know, Gary and Gregory, and Gary's a selector with Darren. And uh, so no text any pod this week, Dalo. And I said, no, we said we'd leave it till Monday, Gar, to see what the results are like. And I said, don't be too, don't be too hard on Lohan. No, he's getting it hard enough. He says, we've the DUP waiting for him at the bottom of the road and then the rest of us waiting for him at the top of the road, he said. So they, 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 they were relishing this, lads. And I, I could smell it. Like, And then I was out, I was, I was going up the road to get to the RT, so I'd clear a him on the way up. And... God, it was frustrating because I don't know why they sent Sil, Sil, Sil O'Connor and Tommy Gilfile up and they hadn't them on full live commentary. It was only bits and pieces. It was frustrating now. But they came on and, and um, like, next thing, we knew Claire were playing with a good win, 9-3, ah, grand, like, eight or nine points now and a bit of experience in the second half. See it through. But once the goal went in, I just felt, I texted a couple of lads, I said, we're in huge trouble here. Like, because you can imagine those anthem lads. Like, they've hardly lost a match yeah. now in a while. They're like maybe the next level down to Limerick, but they're winning, winning, and winning. Now they're up Division One hurling into the Liam McCarthy, playing Dublin in the quad. I mean, whatever about Brian Lohan, I might be more worried if I was Matty Kenny last night. Do you know he's to face into him in a few weeks' time the championship? I tell you, it'll be fair, fair detail now that match. I tell you, I wouldn't rule it out because I know myself how Antrim wouldn't fear Dublin like so. Yeah, I, I think a lot. We'll know a lot more next weekend, I suppose, won't we? Uh, we know a lot more about Clare anyway, because you know, um, I just think it, the players have to really stand up and perform next Sunday. Let's talk about that for a second, Dela. That's going to be something different, isn't it? 
low on, yeah, on, 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 on the cash and like the whole history of what's happening in Clare with the Fitzgeralds, Davy coming to town, Lohan needs a response. So Davy would just love to stand on his throat, I'm assuming, uh, Saturday night. Like this this is this is huge. And, 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 he won't, and TJ, he won't get what, through that anywhere TJ, physically. What, <laughs> TJ, what what about Davy complaining about the fella in the stand last year on the championship that kept abusing him for the whole game? Yes, is that, is, and, and uh, I would say as well. Who's that? And as well as well as that. I don't know. He's there now, but he, 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 he would he be there again next weekend? one, John three sixteen, the fellow the barrier. He'd be around the best of best anyway, I'd imagine. And I, for, the, for, the, for the fantasy listeners, I wouldn't be relying on team sheets for a Clare and Wexford game this weekend. As to one, will they appear? And number two, what will appear on them, Dela? I know. Look, it's, uh, it's very funny, lads. We, we, have, we had a great man uh, on with us there the last show, um, Fergal Hogan. Be good test to Fergal Hogan now next Sunday because he's down tough this year. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> next Monday we can have a good chat how the referee performed. But it is the game of the weekend. I know we have we have tipping no pressure. Age, age old and probably the two favourites in for the All Ireland in Galway and Limerick. But I think the game of the weekend has to be Clare and Wexford with the whole. And like, look, everyone's on about Clare and huge trouble. Clare beat Wexford League and Championship last year, so. Have Wexford come yeah. to this with more of a point to prove? So there's a whole pile of things, lads. Um, but I, I, but yeah. I, I think, like, if I'm a Clare player this week, if I'm a senior player, if I've played in that team for five or six years, Jesus, I have to be talking. I'd be nearly saying to Brian Law and Brian, can I have a chat with the players tonight, Monday night, even though we're not meeting? We might only be doing recovery tonight on our own. Can we, can we get somewhere where we... I know we're not allowed to go into a dressing room, but get us a stand somewhere below in Castle or below in Bearfield or yeah. Shannon and we just talk on our own and say we need to stand up here because that management are doing a good job there. I, there's no stone being left unturned there as best they can under restrictions I would say but they're doing right, as good yeah. a job as they can for that team and I would say play, uh, look forget about side shows now forget about other stuff forget about me writing columns or Gerlach Nan writing columns forget about that and go out and pull that jersey out of your head next Sunday and make a stand you know, I think that has to be done. Tell them, myself and yeah, Andrew, come down and do the stats for you. We'll, we'll help you. We can be above in the old board's nest. We, 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 we'll give you a hand. We'll, get them, we'll do all the ticking for you. Right? Can we come down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'll be a lot of volunteers <laughs> to get into this one. <laughs> to, I be to be bad for now, Dale, if you can't get the two of us in next weekend. Yeah. Like. <laughs> do you know the right job? We're, 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 we're not that big, I don't like, you know? No, do, do oh, we, right don't, we, don't we don't want to sign we don't want to sign we just rent so we don't we just want to see the match. So. No, 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 we bring her on. Bring her on. <laughs> TJ, you're you're not a tickets and tear man, like. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see the right job with this one is bring it out to Tulla. You ever play oh, Tulla? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bring it out to Tulla. I'll tell you a good one back there. One one year in the league, there, I don't know, that was we were playing Cork in a show that was shit hot. I was only coming on, right? First year or two now, it was probably ninety one or two. And um Playing Cork in the league, and actually, James Cork were finding it, and we were well, Midland, like, you know, was only finding his feet. Like, so next thing, all of a sudden, we heard the match was switched from Cusick Park out to Tulla. Yeah, and of course, I was trucking away with the old bank at the time, and so Mull was the main man in the bank, anyway. And I was playing wing back, I was playing wing back the same day, I was normally corner back then, like, if I was on. And the next thing, Muller comes out, he was wearing 13 or whatever, he comes out doing me, and I was nearly in awe of him, like. But we knew each other, you know, just from the Christmas yeah, parties, yeah. which were fairly famous ah, in the yeah. bank at the time. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. unreal. But anyway, Mull says, where did you get this place by? 
where did you get this place by? And I says, well, did you not ever hear the famous Tulla? I did. That 70s team couldn't be beaten here. I can see why he's looking around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, another time we brought Dublin out there. Now, that was genuinely because Innes was flooded. But the great, late, late, great Lara Foley, like who famously played in both Railway Cup finals, was the Dublin hurling manager. Well, he nearly went to blows with Lynn Gaynor and they often mapped each other, Dublin and Tip, back in the 60s. He nearly went to blows with Gaynor about bringing him out to Tulla, this hellhole, he says. Jesus. Cool. I said, I, I was saying to the boys, Jesus, that's... And we're, Clarecastle, like, and Aero Guinness and Dora Bearfield, we'd be the Innes urban area, let's say. Kilmele be nearly west of us, right? But if we meet the likes of Fecal, Scarroff, Whitegate, sometimes Six Mile Bridge or Callahan's Mills, we nearly a conspiracy theory that they're bringing us out to Tulla. Do you know? So I just yeah, asked them yeah, after yeah. And I'd be inclined to agree with Dar Foley. I'd be saying, and these clear up boys of you, I'd say, what are you saying? Like, do you know, Dar Foley <laughs> had a good point there about this place, lads. I tell you what, like, but look, it's gas like that. That will be the venue of choice, I think, for next Sunday, out to Tulla. But anyway, it's one to be looking <laughs> forward crack. to anyway. And yeah, I'd, be, I'd yeah, be enjoying. Yeah. Are you doing radio for that one, Shane? Volunteer for that? No. I'm, I'm on the... Uh, well, the last time I was there, it was a rip-roaring contest. Dublin and Leash. Uh, so doing, doing, uh, doing a bit of radio for that. I'm sure there's loads of football being kicked and everything next weekend, next Saturday for- day or so. We might, I forgot about that might, coming in. It might come to us too much. <laughs> I forgot about that coming in. Jesus. Before you go away from the cat, do you think that the stuff that's happening behind the scenes in Clare at the moment with Pat Fitzgerald and the county board is having a potential problem with the team? Can't, I, unless I was in there, Mac, I couldn't really tell you that, but I, I doubt it. But sure, look, everyone in clear is saying it is now this morning. But sure, if they're yeah, not well, like, by 15 but, points, the boys will be saying, them, them lads don't bother with that. Tony Kelly and them, they don't, they don't get involved in any of that stuff. Look, yeah. St. Dowling said it last night. It's hard to separate yourself from the noise. You know, with, with the Correct. world we live in now, going to work, yeah. going to whatever, sure, people are mad to say it to you. And see what your reaction yeah. is. And did they're mad to be uh, texting their friend? I met your man today. Met TJ Ryan. He said <laughs> things are very bad in the camp. And, do you know what? And you mightn't have yeah. said that at all, TJ. You know, and, and like that's the yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't look at Lohan for me has stayed away from talking about it and has kind of said, Well, we have to concentrate on what we're at. So look, yeah. it would look like that's not going great at the moment, but your uh, Sunday evening it could be going grand. <laughs> not so. Yeah. I don't know. Look, but yeah, yeah you're right, TJ. We, Need a f- our backs. Are, the problem is, I think, for us, we haven't been producing. Like, we haven't won a twenty or twenty-one match in six years, not a match, and we've lost, I think, an average by twelve points of those games. So, for me, we haven't been. Yeah. Produ- we've been producing a few good forwards, like you know, Shanahor would have came out of those teams. Ryan Taylor probably came out of those teams. Uh, you're looking at a few more. Like there's a couple coming now. The big ray of light for me was that Flannan's Hearty team of last year, Shane. You know they. They beat Kearns and they didn't get to finish off the All-Ireland Colleges, whether they would have won it or not. But they won the hearty back and they were all clear lads and they look good. Now, Keen Galvin would have played out of doors yesterday. And so it's a tough enough old baptism for a lad like that. 19 above ah, Corrigan Park. Yeah. yeah you know, I think everyone good, forgets how young he is, though, Dale. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he was, he, was out, he was brilliant for your 20s last year against ah, yeah, what was a poor performance by the team, but he was really good. And I think a lot of yeah. people are... Don't realize how young he is, you know. I think I think he's going to be some talent for you, um, because he was brilliant against those in the minor a couple of years ago. Down in, uh, he kind of played that that sweeper role for you, I think, if I'm right. Yeah. And he's, no, he's so comfortable he's really in the ball, lad. and he's yeah. he's a great hurler, like yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, look, he's, through, he's a club man of mine, like, so, uh, you know, we, 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 we really hope he's coming through. But look, look, we'll talk about it on night, guys, but, like, I think the talking has to be done next Sunday, like, you know, that's, that's yeah. my attitude mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, just, just mention the other 20, Anthony, it's good to hear that there's a, I think a date has been penciled in now for the under 20 All-Ireland final in the minor as well, like, you know, so they're, they're, it's a massive, that's a massive game for Cork now, we're in the final for the third time in a row, and, um, if Cork could get over the line to win one of those All Islands now, having been beaten in the previous two, it just it would be great for the county at this stage of the year. Like, because I think you're, yeah. you're in, Limerick, you're Limerick, in, you're Limerick, in. Limerick have a good minor team, TJ. Good minor team, yeah. Yeah, I, I, as I said, no, like, they are. I, I really, really impressed them. They would have been. I would have been involved with it there last year. They there is after extra time to to some game now. To the credit to all the young lads, 16, 17 year olds, like Miguel Cones at the table. Adam English for me. I know Cahill O'Neill is making the breakthrough. I think Adam English is is the real deal. Uh, I think he's outstanding, and I, I and I think uh, I know the Leinster champions in the minor go straight through to Ireland final, and Galway have a handy team. So I think they I think they four or five of the forwards from last year even when they won it. Yeah, but it'll be a good test. I think I think I think it'll be a nice team, TJ. The manager was involved in St Thomas is Kevin Lally. Uh, Dale was involved with the Galway. Okay, Kevin and and, and, and Kevin can't strong. lose like. Kevin can't no, lose. Can't lose. Can't lose. <laughs> so the, the vibes are strong. I know, I know that the Galway have played them in a couple of times, so they, they think they have a nice team. But look, Shane, I'm sure you, you, you probably know better than anybody else. Minor can be strange. Like you, you can, on, on a day, players can play very well. You're looking for that bit of consistency. But yeah, Limerick probably would have been a little bit surprising the start of the year. I mean, Darren Mullins has done a great job. He's got on to the under-20s now, so yeah. Yeah, great, it's, great, a hard, it's a hard act for him, isn't it? You're trying to get the 20s together and yeah. to out with the minor. Yeah, the like, it's, a, it's, a hard act. it's a hard act for him, but that's just the way it was set up, and it's just, I suppose, the, the COVID kind of started that. The other thing Dale touched on was um, Dignan, in fairness, seems to have awfully moving, doesn't he? He's had three big wins. Like He did a big fundraiser. He's got, just what you spoke about there, about the underage. He's got Lowry involved there, which is massive commercially, because when you, when you can add a name like that, to the setup, it brings in other people, and that that underage setup, and then they they just combined a big win this weekend. So the ship is definitely moving, which he'd be very yeah. happy with, I'm sure. Yeah, and even that that fundraiser they had on on the canal, you know, where they, that was got so much publicity, and it did. Oh yeah, it looks look at TJ. You get someone in there like that that's positive, you know, no baggage, would have dealt with county boards all his life as a player and a, and a coach, and just maybe sees the downside and say, where can I? What are the lessons I took myself? What, what were the things I'd like to have changed? And you, you can't change everything, like, because there's constraints. But, I mean, bringing in Shane Lowry alone, like, oh, and you look at the management of their teams, like, you, you know, you look at their manager, Mick Finley and, and John Mahan. John Mahan, yeah. Football massive. manager, you know, it's, it's, in fairness. It's massive. Like, in fairness, yeah. Landers is calling that with a while now, Dello. He wants you to um, head the ship in Clare. So he, he's, he's called that one a long way out. Yeah, well, I was county manager. I don't, <laughs> I don't honestly think I... I could ever be club chairman, never mind county board chairman. I don't. God, I I, I struggle to go at that club AGM even. <laughs> it's just I I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd rather train the under sixteen yeah. or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> your county needs leadership, Dale. Your county needs yeah. leaders. Yeah, these leaders. You know, ah, yeah, there's good, there's good lads there like James and a couple of more. Shawnee Mac, good lads. They're, they're very good. <laughs> Liam Dyle, Liam Dyle, Liam Dyle. No, good sort out all in by Italian. No, uh, look, sure, hopefully. Go on. Speaking Go of on fundraisers, Dela, okay. yeah, there's a there's a big fundraiser um, on the 24th of July in Cork uh, this year. The uh, Trigger O'Keefe from Mahada contacted me uh, over the weekend just to give it a mention. You'll all have remembered Kieran O'Connor to play cornerback for Cork number four. Oh, yeah. um, 
Unfortunately, Kian Kian didn't um, make it against his battle with cancer, but put up a massive, massive struggle over three or four years and um, died very young. And his wife and three kids, um, you know, they were married in Ballinrossig and their three kids were uh, christened in Ballinrossig. But they're having a 160 kilometer cycle on the 24th of July um, in aid of Kian and in an aid of Marymount. So it's the Malin to Ballin, Ballin is what it's called, but it's Ballinrossig for anybody who's wondering. So. That's a worthy cause that the boys are cycling and um, none of them have cycled since they were kids. So uh, Trigger has told me that um, there's a lot of Epsom salts have been sold out locally in the last couple of weeks. There's a lot of fellas going around with red asses and big asses, I suppose. Like, and, uh, but, uh, do they know? Do they know? Do they know? Do they know? Well done to everyone in that. I hope they know, Mark, that a soda cream are pulling out of Ireland. That cycling is no well done to everybody there. Let's first week of the fantasy hurling league. Um, it's only the league as TJ put up on the podcast WhatsApp. Shane, we'll have to add you to that. Your man is after coming in from Belna Hinch and he's top of the table after week one, lads. And and, uh, yeah, we've a graphic coming up here. Yeah, I'm doing the old, uh, I'm doing the joy from friends, kind of smelling the fart look there in my, in my picture. Yeah. Uh, Larry, Larry, you could have, you know, you, Larry, you could have got an old picture with Mark Heisen up to Lee McCarthy. We missed you a lot, like just low enough, like just, just ahead of him there. He looks last there before the first round of the championship or something, and he, he in dread of his shit in case Colin Lynch could get him. <laughs> oh, let him on, let him on, bring him on. In fairness, you weren't, you weren't for going back anyway. But Mark, I have to say, yeah. Phil. You're going back again well, in the old fantasy league. There's, kind of a, well, there's, only, there's only one thing very familiar with that is that Brian Hogan and myself are bringing up the tail of the team. Um, yeah, but you'd have to say this time round now, it looks it looks to me you now, look, it's early, like, but it looks a three-horse race at the top, like, it's still clear. Yeah, but like I, I, I had a few non-runners. Oh. I had a few non-runners over the weekend now. Shamey Kellen never tagged out and uh, Chin was a sub, so... But you know, and, and like the team, it's obvious that the fellas at the top of the table have plenty of time in their hands. Like one fellow's a teacher, the other fellow public, and you don't open the doors at six o'clock. Like you, you have plenty of time to be on the internet checking out all the results. Like I, I said it to Shefflin on Saturday. Sorry, if you mate, I'm below digging a foundation all morning for the outside <laughs> drinking in Marty Browns. I, you, know, I you, were never, you were never, you were never in a foundation in your life, so Shefflin. <laughs> Hi, Mackie. If you're, if, you're, if you're doing a handicap job on yourself here, like the horse, right? You're doing some job. <laughs> <laughs> mentioning the horse. Mentioning the horse. Hi, go, the don't, go away now, go, go, don't go away now for a minute from the fantasy league. <laughs> Will you see... Mark, have I, you any you know, strategy you know, to get yourself out of the mire? Like, we're on, you're on to me there about clear now and things are going wrong on <clears> the field <throat> and off the field. Have you any strategy to get yourself out of this shite? Tell him. First be, of all, Mackie, Mackie, don't tell him. Dello, you gave him zero help last week. I spoke what? to Mark. Be- Correct. I spoke. I spoke to Mark before we came on air. Before I spoke to you. This is I'm going to he- gonna help him this week because you led him astray. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. got a text Check about half right eleven. But bear in mind now, one o'clock <laughs> is your final time for your team on Saturday. <laughs> about half eleven, and I blow up to my ears and muck and shit, bailing out water after all the rain below on the building side of the back of the pub. Yellow, who will be hitting the freeze for Galway? I looked at it with contempt, to be honest. Like, if he hasn't been in at this stage, like, what's he at? Would he be looking up bloodlines about some mayor in France? Like, in, <laughs> she was in Fort. She's a half sister now, out of Gorson's grandfather, <laughs> out of an aunt of Desert 
Oh, whatever. Do you know what I like? But if you had one look at the old fantasy, but who'd be hitting the freeze there, oh, for uh, Galway? So I said, oh, she's Niall Burke, I suppose. If Joe hadn't there, and the team anyway, and then up to watch the match in the first half and the first free for Galway. No way of a Nyland to be yeah, hitting yeah. the freeze, like. Jesus, Nyland is hitting the freeze, Sorry. And your man says, should I have to fill the command for Joe last year and nail three savage ones against Limerick? That's right, says I. Ha! <laughs> Yeah, Only with, when you saw the yeah. scoring. Yeah, with Mac. Yeah, he's know, he, he, you... he did, he, a small bit of the story nicely left out there, right? He told Correct. you with possibly Niall Burke, right? So not only did he know Evan Nyland was taking the freeze, right? He made him captain, which got him captain. 57 points, right? He, he, was grand, he was granted that point, right? Until then, the Nyland, the evidence came out where he had put Evan Nyland into his own team and made him captain. So, Dela, I tell you now, you're the last that I'll be asking in the future. You're, you're, the you've marked my car now. The, the, the gloves anyway. are off, I take it after this. Well, Larry, Larry's up there again. Larry, Larry's getting good at this. Shane, have you any bit of advice for Mark on where he, where he could try and... Your top straight away. Say, I would say try and, try and pick lads that are actually going to go to the match anyway, first of all. <laughs> 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 I can't know what they're and I'd say Lee Chin must have been inside the gym for the first half of the match because of the size of what I saw him coming on at half time. Jesus, he was huge. Him. And Martin Gatlin went to be looking for him. With five league games, with five league games in six weeks, right? I'll be surprised if you don't see a couple of high-profile restings this weekend. Oh, yeah. So be careful. More advice. More advice. You want to look at your own score now and not be giving advice to anyone else. Some men, I had four fellas who didn't play either, Mark. You'd want to call a family meeting tonight there, TJ, to go through the, who's oh. going to be dropped. No, good, good and all, as I think, the two experts at the top of the screen are there. You're not leading it. Am I right in saying that? There's a couple of listeners. No. This is the Super League. Ah. Shane is leading that. It's just us and Larry and then myself. It's Where a three off race, basically. We're going away. We're going away to the, from the Peloton. You're in the Peloton, Mark. Actually, with our, our, there's our, there's our uh, listeners league and oh, Sean Brogan. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Colm Keevney. That's their some scores 265 and 264. Damage. I take it there was Antrim lads in there. Well, I know. Here on there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, Alan you're on clear. Alan Mullins, Alan Mullins, he, he must have picked Tony Kelly at all. Like. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, no, no. Castle Martha, Carrigaline, Kilbritton, Shanvelly Moore. There's four cock in the top ten. I know, you're maybe going to Which of them is the nearest to Mac? Brian Smitty there from Castle Mouth, Jimmy's brother. Yeah, he played with him or Killy, which one of the Smitty's won in the championship, which are Correct, Jimmy, Jimmy Jack. Uh, now it's my first cousin, Diane. In the overall league, is there anyone below Danders now? In the overall league? I think <laughs> I think Colin Higgins from Clark Castle is next, though. There's <laughs> 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 the sponsors ah. of, of, the, of the prizes for the league. Uh, Butler's Hurley's again. Bang on. Slap up straight away. So the gifts last year were, were quality. So uh, top class Hurley's down in Kilkenny there. So very, is very good. Uh, is that the one with the maroon? Is the one with the maroon on it? And as you see in front of us, um, our, our uh, Goto t-shirt, um, when the weather warms up, too old, too slow, two fours, the one and only Donny Ryan. Uh, they will be stocked. <laughs> in, when Marty Brown's <laughs> reopens, when Marty Brown's reopens, I'll be stocking all sizes, shapes, and everything in the too old, too slow, two four. 
Um, and if you if yeah. you stay for the weekend, you get a free T-shirt, Dello, is it? Well, don't even drive. Don't even drive. You'll be okay. Don't drive, forget. Put the belt down for a box, or Dello. <laughs> oh, a box, a box. Yeah. Well, if you don't buy a meal, if you don't buy a meal, take them. Like. <laughs> Great stuff, lads. Uh, brilliant stuff. We've we gone on a bit there, Larry. Sorry. Uh, won't have any editing to do. And we were very gentle this week, lads. I can't go yeah. back to Queen. The Queen is out, is she? She's out by, well, what do you mean by out now? Out not running or out she's out running? She's off. That's what I mean. She's running on Wednesday, is she? Well, no. And she's off for her life again. Last, like. That's all we want to know. Since, like. the last, since the last time I met you, all right, uh, Dundalk sent me down this. And, and I know you said yes. I never got an All-Star, but here's the closest <laughs> thing I ever got to an All-Star, right? I think you got for there. Landers. So the no voice the dark sent me down after she winning the Champions Weekend there two weekends ago. Landers, no knew you'd give a shit about the trophy. You just want you on and the prize money is all you're concerned about. Sorry, Larry, I missed, I missed you, all that, you know. What you'd on and the prize money is all you were concerned about, not the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a lovely it was a lovely little surprise to get now, I must say. Fair 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 to fair fair. Dark race course. But um Another, another yeah, she's out there Wednesday, and uh, we went to see her work there on Jimmy Mangan's um, on Sunday morning. She didn't work great now, so we had to get the vet to scope her this morning, and um, she scoped clean. So we're going to have a go anyway. But uh, if you talk, if you asked me yesterday morning, I said she wouldn't have run, but she's going to have a cut now. She's going to take her place, and um, we're hopeful. And we Joy Sheldon back in the plate. She got three pounds. TJ, the resident handicapper on the podcast. What do you think for a half a length victory the last day? Yeah, she was probably a bit of value for it, Mackie. I think she could have won by a little bit more. And Joy Sheridan claims five as well, right? So off to 57 with Joy claiming five. If the handbrake is off, right, <laughs> I'd say she'll be very close. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, 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 it's whether she's fully tuned up or not now. Like, you know, she just, she didn't work great now on Sunday. So... I just, I'm a bit concerned myself, so I had a chat with the trainer this morning and I said, look, I was listening to the shark, the shark handling there about Sky S a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he said she, she was won. a certainty. He said, remember, yeah, but remember he said he gave her a good blow the day before the race in, in uh, Fairy House. So yes. I said, Ken, do you know what? Give her a blow tomorrow and see how she reacts. And if she's, um, if she comes through that, we might have a cut now on, uh, on Wednesday evening around 7 o'clock. And then we don't want to horses anyway, let's. Oh Shane, you want to know your stuff here on this thing? I, I used to fancy myself when they started listening to the two them. No, I have to. I have to brush up on the hard stuff. Also, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Queen, the yeah. Queen. She's a darling of the podcast. Like, do you know what I mean? Good stuff. A lot of the yeah, listeners back up blind, and they've lost their short, but they got a few pounds back to Leicester. <laughs> well, no, seven's the fours, the first, day, and nine's the sixes, the last. That wasn't too bad, like them. And I didn't see any of it coming my way, Dale. I don't know, just to let huh? you know, like. Ah. You go here, will you? You're lucky I didn't drive There'll down be a free to the first Browns. There'll you're be a free night in Murphy Browns for the you're look, podcast. You're lucky, <laughs> you're lucky I didn't drive down to Killer after the first one. I know. Jesus, <laughs> Only for yeah, the county yeah, lock-in yeah. was in, you were in big trouble. But come here, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't worry too much about her not going well in the gallop there because Jordine often told me you were useless on the Tuesday night for a county final and you turned up on the Sunday, kid. <laughs> so uh, don't worry about yeah. that. Don't worry about that. It's all about the day. It's all about the day. Just before we go, lads, I have to give a mention. Uh, got a got a text yesterday morning. There's a lot of people in Clare, but more especially in my club, Castle, one of the greatest ever magpies, John Henley, our mentor, our teacher, 
or coach or 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 you look at he was just everything to Kirkcastle GA passed away yesterday morning. He was actually inside in, in Carcalla nursing home. My mother's there as well, so I used to meet him there occasionally. So he's just um he'll be a huge loss to us all because he, he was just so fundamental to Kirkcastle hurling right through since he played one played with my father in the forty nine final um and coach or local principal all his life uh passed away. So condolences to that the, the Hanley family. Um but what a life well lived and, and uh, what a man and we've all come across these type of people as haven't we the, the king of the village really like you know so uh, we'll bury him during the week and he'll be buried decent obviously we to consider the restrictions and all that so just to I suppose finish on a poignant note that's great to be back Horan lads great to have you Shane great to have you we've been knocking you off the yeah, top of that like league that. we've been knocking you off the top of that <laughs> league very soon I'll be doing a bit of studying myself later on so uh Great stuff, lads, as always, and Sound we'll uh, talk Thanks, to you all next week. Cheers. Sound, lads. Thanks, lads. All the best, lads. Cheers, Shane. Thanks, Thanks, Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. A, a, a grain of rice. A, a grain of rice. Want to tip the scale. Just remember that, lad. There's a small bit of a needle there. But come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Murad into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping bite of Munster. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 